You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the show. It's Father's Day weekend, which... Uh forgot about until just a little while ago. Uh, would love to know how you are planning to celebrate dad. You can text in 71010. Of course, you can always text in during the show, live with you until four o'clock. Last Sunday, I was uh, live with Zane Kaplansky at Toronto Taste. So it's that big fundraiser for Second Harvest that we've been promoting for a couple of weeks. And uh, in addition to Zane, we had a few, we had a couple of the chefs that were there at the event and also two guest co-hosts. We had Bob Bloomer and John Catucci. So just just picture for a moment me sitting there with Zane, Bob Bloomer, and John Catucci trying to do a show. It was uh, it got a little crazy, but it was a lot of fun. And I think most importantly, uh, Second Harvest was able to raise over eight hundred thousand dollars with that event, and they rely completely on uh, on donations and fundraising to do their uh, to do the work that they do, which is to rescue food and deliver it to different organizations and people who uh, who need it. But one of the things that brings in a lot of the money, in addition to ticket sales, is the auction that they do because they get a ton of prizing donated, like really great things, like you know, and also like. Um, rare bottles of wine and, and things like that. But the other part of the event, and this is the part that Bob Bloomer was hosting, is the live auction. And that's usually the prizes that are like the big trips and big ticket items that go for thousands of dollars. I had so much anxiety. I was standing in the room. I was not, <laughs> come on, I work in media. I was not bidding on the live auction, but I was there to enjoy the uh, the excitement and the energy. And just to be there as people are bidding, like they don't have, they don't have a lot of time to think because someone is just like, I'll bid you by $500 and you have to decide because the guy, the auctioneer is like, let's say 1800, 1800, we've got 185, 1885. And then some guy raises his hands like 85, 19, 19. And watching people like bid up to like $20,000 on something within, you know, a, a few short minutes is, uh, it's really exciting. And it makes me wish that one day I'll be in that position where I can do that, where I can just raise my paddle and be like, $20,000. Yes. Uh, by the way, $20,000 was for a trip to New York. It was a private jet for 10 people to New York City. And that's what it, uh, that's what it went for. So anyway, great. It's amazing that they had so many guests there who were able to and willing to, to bid on some of those big ticket items. Also, thanks to all the 1010 listeners who came down to the event and said hi. I'd like to say hi to uh, Karen. Also, Tony, they introduced themselves and said that they listened to 1010 all the time. So thank you so much. It's always really nice to meet listeners in person. Also, last week, if you missed the show that was on at this time, my Saturday show, you can always catch the podcast. It's paychen.com. And I would encourage you to uh, take a listen to the podcast because my friend Suresh was on and he's a food and drink writer and he was giving us a lot of great inside tips on some of the best restaurants to eat at outside of downtown. So, you know, he does food tours of Scarborough, but he was also talking about the places he's been to in Rexdale and Brampton and Mississauga. And, uh, you know, and also you guys chimed in with your calls and your texts. And honestly, that, that show, the podcast is about 40 minutes, but it's packed with 
the the names and locations and dishes from some of the best food in the city that you'll you'll probably ever taste. So if you want to, you can listen to that at paychen.com. My first guest in studio is Chef Rob Braganolo. He is from Carver Slow Roasted. He was formerly at Marbin Restaurant. Um, That's where we first met. But Rob, you've been on the show a couple times. I have. This is my third visit here. Wow. I'm a regular now. You are a regular. Now, Carver's been open for how long? Three months, almost to the day. It feels like longer. Is that possible? Well, to me, it feels like it's been open for about three years. Um, but it does feel much longer, yeah. Well, the signage was up for a while, so the there was the anticipation. Yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah, we spent four months to build it out, and then we were open. We were very fortunate to get a lot of coverage and press, so I feel like that maybe added to... We were like waiting for. Like I think also too, stronger. people had a chance to try some of your food beforehand because you were right. doing like uh, Uber Eats exactly. and things like that, right? Yeah, so we did delivery services. We did a few festivals yeah. last year, and so it has the the brand has been alive for longer than three months. The the baby's been out for a while. Yeah, so you're here because we're going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, one, we'll talk about your involvement with Taste of Toronto uh, later on. That's right. coming up next weekend and what you'll be serving there. But also, because uh, you're often my go-to for a lot of, of food things. So Carver, I guess we should tell people, uh, it's at uh, it's on Peter at, yep. at Adelaide. At right? Adelaide, yeah. So the uh, corner of Adelaide and Peter. Right. And it is a grab-and-go. It's a takeout spot. It's a takeout spot. There's two counters. You order your food, and then you get your food, and you <laughs> and then go you, somewhere then else and enjoy. Then you stare at them, and you're like, <laughs> no, you got your food, so yeah. get out. There's there is a little counter that you can, you know, have your lunch at if you like, but it's not really a sit-down restaurant. It's a grab-and-go place. And we specialize in slow roasting, and we slow roast meats, mm-hmm. but we also slow roast vegetables and fruits oh, I didn't know you, what? and things like I that. I didn't know that yeah. part. So, you know, like our, you had the chicken sandwich the other day. I so did. we make a lemon aioli mm-hmm. and we make that with whole roasted lemons. So we will roast those in the oven so that they get brown on the outside. And the inside is almost like marmalade Ooh, nice. And so that becomes really like very fragrant and not as aggressive Obviously, is a raw lemon. Yeah. And then we whip that into an aioli. So it's a really light, fresh kind of flavoring. And then we slow roast, you know, carrots and beets and potatoes. <laughs> you like, and all that stuff, stuff that most people don't have the patience to, <laughs> yeah. to do. Um, so you actually have some great ideas for like summer barbecue beyond... You know, be, like let's say we've mastered the burgers and we've mastered the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's going to do sausage and chicken drumsticks and potatoes, which are all amazing, and I love yeah. to do those things too. But the summer grilling has a lot more to it if you get a little bit creative, right? So if somebody said to you, uh, "Let's do salads on your barbecue in the summer," people you'd probably think you're in South. I'd be like, crazy. "No, it's wilted. I don't want right. to do that." I because I, I picture myself throwing like um, I don't know my spinach or my kale right. on the grill. Kale is actually really good on the grill if you do it quickly, right? So if you were to dress your kale with a little bit of olive oil and some salt, and you stick it on, and you get a little bit of that grill mark on oh, right. it, yeah. it adds a whole kind of smoky dimension to it. Right? I've seen people do romaine, and not the way you picture a salad where it's like individual leaves, but where they just ha- like they cut right. the romaine in half exactly. and then just lightly grill it, right? right? Radicchio is really good if you douse it in some like red wine vinegar or balsamic vinegar and then char it. It takes on a little bit of like smoky sweetness because right. it's such a bitter leaf, right? So it has a nice balance to it. Um, I really love doing fish in different ways. So the typical thing would be you get swordfish or you get a tuna steak that's pretty firm 
and you'd put it on a hot grill to get the grill marks and you would kind of eat it like, you know, almost raw, right? Just mm-hmm. sort of seared on the outside. But if you were to make parcels out of aluminum foil, right. mussels are really brilliant on the grill. Oh, but so, in like, but you make a little parcel. A little package. Like, because see, if you hadn't told me about the little package, I would have just thought you were throwing the shells onto the grill and I wouldn't be able to figure out how to do that. You could do that. It's a little bit of a pain. I, I don't like think it's you get messy. it. It's messy. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll fall through. Um, they can also dry out and it's not as flavorful as if you were to take a, just a big rectangle of aluminum foil, yeah. put the mussels in there, throw in white wine, a little bit of butter. I mean, you can do some unique things like throw in some pine needles mm-hmm. to get a bit of that smoky. <laughs> pine like, needles. Yeah, it's like a smoky, foresty <laughs> kind of outdoor yes. camping flavor, right? I get it. Uh, or chopped up chorizo or some mm-hmm. ginger. Oh, yeah, nice. Right? A little bit of liquid. Close it up as tight as you possibly can, and then you put it on the grill. And as soon as it pops up like a balloon, mm-hmm. then you're pretty good to go. Oh, when once the like it starts to inflate, like all, like yeah, little... like the liquid starts to boil, then there's steam that inflates, and mm-hmm. it'll be like a firm balloon if you close it. Popular, I picture properly. Jiffy Pop. Jiffy Pop, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Popcorn. The way it just like inflates, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So when that's like Jiffy Pop, yeah. then you take it off and you cut it open and. Uh, have wonderful muscles. I would have never thought to do that. But you're basically just, um, you're using it kind of like an oven right. in a way, right? Yeah. Like, and that's a perfect word for it. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that it's actually an oven as well. Like when I go to my friends, God bless my friends, I love them and they do barbecues. But, but do, <laughs> what do they do on the barbecue? Well, all they do is just leave the lid open and oh, use... Yeah. Like just the grill surface, and I feel like you're really missing out on the full potential of the thing. And also, the you lose all that heat, right? right. So that bottom rack is good for searing. Like if mm-hmm. you were in a normal kitchen, you would sear something. And then if you want to finish roasting it, you put it onto the upper deck on a top shelf. Yes. And then you close the lid, and you use it like an oven, and you can actually adjust the temperatures. Because most people as well, it's like... They on full it. blast or yeah. nothing, right? <laughs> Let's burn, like my dad, I love him too. You'll like just 100% full blast and you'll burn the chicken. Because isn't it supposed, like when you think of barbecue, it's always like, let's get it as hot as, as we hot can as get, possible. right? But so turn it up to yeah. 500. There's a little more elegance to it if you want to. You can be a bit more creative with you it. You can. Well, uh, we're also going to have more tips for us when we come back after the break. And we'll also tell you how you can win a VIP package to Taste of Toronto, which is happening next weekend. It starts Thursday, so it's coming up really soon. Yeah, Thursday evening session only, mm-hmm. uh, starting at 5.30. And then the other Friday, Saturdays, two sessions, mm-hmm. afternoon, evening. And then Sunday is daytime only. And that's you're talking specifically for a carver? For, for your- for everyone. For everyone. That's the okay. full schedule, yeah. Okay. Thursday night. So uh, Rob's going to be there with his food, which you can sample if you don't get a chance to visit the shop. We'll tell you more about that after the break and also how you can win this VIP package, which includes some great things. It's a fast track entry to the festival, uh, access to the VIP lounge. Also, uh, for each person, $20 credits there. So it's uh, worth almost $170 for this VIP package that will be given away. And I actually have a story I want to share with you about, uh, as you, some of you may know, that my parents um, have a shop at the farmer's market in Halifax, and uh, they they are food vendors there. And my mom had an experience with a customer recently, which I think happens a lot to people who sell food. And I'm going to ask Rob uh, if he's had this happen to him. That's coming up after the break. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. This is The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. 
Hey, are you going to fire up the grill this weekend? If you have a question, you can text in 71010 while my guest, uh, Chef Rob Raganolo, is here with me until 3.30. Um, I'll just make him answer any questions that come in, actually. Uh, so <laughs> I, just before the break, I was just mentioning a story about my mom because um, my parents are food vendors at the Halifax Farmer's Market. And this happens occasionally, and it's happened while I've been there when I visit. My mom usually makes me work. And they sell, like... Chinese food, sort of. Um, and one of the things they sell, like egg rolls and spring rolls. So it's a really easy grab and go for people, right? right. Like, oh, you know, take a spring roll or two and go. And when I was speaking to her the other week on the phone, she was telling me about, she's like, oh, I'm so annoyed. Um, and this happens more than you would think. So a man came up to her and uh, he wanted to get a spring roll and he was trying to bargain on the price with her. <laughs> one, like just right. one to go. It's a dollar fifty. It's a dollar fifty. And he said, um, he goes, well, she's like, no, I'm not like, this is not negotiable. It's $1.50. Like, it's $1.50. And he's like, well, I bet you use a frozen spring roll. What? Because, you know, a lot of restaurants, yeah. the small, lower price ones might do, let's say, frozen dumplings or whatever, right? Right. And she's like, no, I like everything gets made there. Right. And he's like, I can tell. I can tell the difference in taste. I, I'll be able to tell if it's frozen or not. So that was his bargaining chip? I like, guess if you give so. it to me for a dollar, then yeah. I'll tell you if it's frozen and, or not? And my mom said, um, She said, if you feel like it tastes frozen, you come back and I'll give you back double your money. Okay. And I, she didn't even want to sell it to him. But as right. a business owner, it's it's a tough one, it's right? It's a weird one. Yeah. I mean, I think especially on something that's $1.50, it's oh a little God, bit of an insult on. too, isn't it? Like, you're, yeah. how long does it take your mother to make those? It's a lot well, of hard work, this right? This is the thing is like, you know, you're you're doing a julienne of all the vegetables. You're yeah. just, you know, seasoning the meat. You're wrapping it yourself. It's like, if you are not going to make your own spring rolls, because that is a lot of work and right. then whatever, um, then suck it up. It's a dollar fifty. Exactly. So I think like if somebody came to me and we were at a festival or doing something like that, I said, I'm going to buy a thousand dollars worth of 